You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Thank you for staying with us, listeners. Uh, we are live once again from Trinity Junior High and High School here in Dickinson, North Dakota. We are glad that you are with us this morning. Uh, I am Amanda Ellercamp with my co-host Kelly Schneider, and we thank you for being on with us right before the break. If you were not with us, we had our good uh, Bishop David Kagan on talking about the Mass of Thanksgiving for the overturning of Roe versus Wade that was held. We had one here in Dickinson on Saturday, and then which we'll talk more about later in the show, and then uh, one at the Cathedral in Bismarck this past Monday. Mm-hmm. So we hope you're well this morning and our next guest this morning is uh, sitting across from us all of us here co-workers at trinity which is great father christian smith of the diocese of bismarck he is our new dean of students so welcome father yeah thanks it's good to be here yeah good to have you now this is not your first year at trinity third year if i'm mm-hmm. remembering correctly we got you straight out of uh, seminary as a baby priest, so you're like a toddler priest now. I think you're <laughs> maybe not say, a baby priest anymore. Right. Growing up a little bit, the baby infant stage. Now yes. we're in the toddler stage. Stop toddler stage <laughs> in your third year. Oh, father, we yeah. love. <laughs> but a role of your your role has changed this year's transition. So maybe first of all, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, where you come from, where you're stationed, and then what your new position here is at the school. Yeah, so um, as they said, I'm Father Christian Smith. Um, I'm from Bismarck originally, went to St. Mary's High School. Uh, I was ordained in 2020 in the midst of all the <laughs> COVID craziness. Yeah. Um, and then was assigned to Trinity High School as the chaplain. Uh, I was there for two years, uh, and now I'm taking Father Craig Hochalter's spot as the, the Dean of Students here at Trinity. So I'm also an associate at St. Patrick's Parish here in Dickinson. Yes, that's important. Don't forget St. Patrick's. That's right. Parish. <laughs> the best parish in Dickens. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> A couple St. Wentz folks over here, too. Let's yeah. not forget St. Joseph's and Queen of Peace. Right, either. yes. Yeah, all good, want, all good. We don't want any, any negative emails coming. <laughs> so transitioning, st- still within the school, still working with the students, but in a different way. Before you were our chaplain, which we're going to have our new chaplain on next, and then you were be in the classroom teaching as well the past couple of years. So if our listeners are not maybe familiar with this, this title or this role of Dean of Students, what is that within our school? Because it is unique to um, our particular setting, and it's not something you always see, particularly in public schools. Right. So basically, I'm the principal of the high school and the junior high. Um, the title Dean of Students, basically, uh, so I'm going back to school. I'm getting a master's degree from the University of Mary, um, you know, which is a great place for all of our <laughs> listeners out there. Um, but basically, I'm getting the credential, and I'm working towards that right now. Um, and in the meantime, I'm doing all the same responsibilities, you know, taking all the same jobs um, that a principal would have, but just with that title, Dean of Students, for the sake of you know the the public record and what um, you know the Department of Public Instruction what they want from us and things of that nature. Um, so maybe to contrast it a little bit between the role of the chaplain and the role of the Dean of Students. So the chaplain is here um, assigned by the bishop to take care of all the spiritual goods of the students and the staff. Um, so, you know, that's sacramental ministries, that's teaching, that's um, counseling, that's all these different kinds of things that 
you know, kind of touch on the spiritual life here in the school. Um, my role as the dean of students is, in some ways, to, to oversee that, um, which it gets to be a complicated sort of relationship with me and the chaplain because we're brother priests, but also I'm kind of his boss. <laughs> um, but also, you know, canonically, he's kind of my boss because he reports just to the bishop, you know. Um, but it's, yeah, it's complicated. Um, but my role is to oversee pretty much all of, you know, the normal everyday life of the school, kind of all of those natural places, um, all of those natural goods, all of the, you know, um, you know, the church would call them temporal goods in canon law, um, to make sure that all of our facilities are up and running, to make sure the curriculum is good, um, to make sure that discipline is happening where it needs to, um, you know, all of the hiring and firing with teachers, scheduling things, um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of a lot of different it's things. Probably a lot yeah. more things you and, do. That are, yeah. Right, and yeah. things pop up every single day that yeah. are just yes. unique. So today it was, we had ants in a classroom. Oh, um, oh. It wasn't either of yours. So. Oh, that's like <laughs> something we need to know about. Yeah, monsters? no, we, we got it taken care of, I think. Um, or, you know, like a couple of days ago, there was a heater that was going awry. So there was like, yes. it was 90 degrees in a classroom. Yes. Um, so, you know, just kind of coordinating things and really quarterbacking it with maintenance staff, um, with teachers, um, so the, the way I kind of talk about it is that there's really like three legs of the stool. Uh, so taking care of the students, taking care of teachers, and then taking care of parents. Mm -hmm. um, you know, making sure that all of those cogs are kind of working together the way that they're supposed to. Um, you know, if people have ideas or complaints about the school, those mostly come through me. Um, yeah, and so it's just... Mm -hmm. You know, a school is a big machine. There's yes, a lot of moving parts. A lot of parts. moving parts. Yeah, yeah, um, and yeah. so just to make sure that it's all, you know, running well and that we're doing we're doing what the Lord wants in the school. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of times I think people would talk about or maybe ask the question, why is it that there's a priest in this role? Or what's the, the benefits sure. to that? Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, we've just had Bishop on. Um, but the bishop is really generous when it comes to schools. Yes. You know, the idea that all of our young priests, you know, pretty much go to a school and they teach. Um, and that is where a lot of their time is spent. You know, I mean, I think he believes really strongly in that, um, that schools are a great learning place, not just for students, but also for, you know, baby and adolescent priests. <laughs> um, and it's true that, you know, teaching high school kids, kind of getting into that community is really, really, really beneficial yes. for for everybody. Um, mm -hmm. You know, when you talk about trying to promote a Catholic culture in society, I mean, a school is the tip of the spear. Absolutely. Um, you know, I mean, we get these kids every single day for, you know, what is it, 200 days a year or yeah. something like that. Mm -hmm. um, and so if we can really effectively, you know, model for them what it means to be a good community, what it means to have a good faith life, um, what it means to... You know, to try to be an intellectual person, um, all of a sudden, you know, we're changing lots and lots of lives. Um, so that's an area where, you know, as maybe as a pastor, you you get to see a certain side of people. Um, but the amount of FaceTime that we get with students here is just incredible, mm -hmm. um, and that that changes a lot of lives. Um, and for me personally, you know, I mean, I went to St. Mary's. I would tell people that. The only reason I'm here is because I had a chaplain who was a priest, who was young, who was energetic, who was excited, um, who really opened up a lot of doors for me in the faith and thinking about things 
Um, so Father Josh Waltz was the chaplain at St. Mary's when I was there. Um, and just like, I was blown away by the religion classes. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's kind of a, a strange reality for me to, you know, have lived that as a student yeah. um, and having gone through Catholic education my whole life and now to be on the other side of things and to be able to, to really give back to the students that way is something that uh, it's just really meaningful to me. Father, I was going to hit on that because I know just from everything that you've said through professional development that we've had with you and just through, through who you are, you have a deep love for education and Catholic education in particular. You are a person that believes deeply in are we educating our students in the best way that we can and and in and growing that here at Trinity, you know, the foundation is there, we're growing that. So talk talk to us a little bit about, you know, what that having that deep love like you have, what that was like for you when Bishop said, Father Christian, I need you to be the Dean of Students at Trinity. What 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 went on in, in you? What was that feeling like? And um, knowing how deep you how deeply you love, I would think in my naivety (laughs) you must have went i'd love to do that but maybe you know right yeah so the way that that kind of worked out um is that you know bishop is obviously super supportive of education but he opened it up to all of us and said hey if this is something that you think you would be good at let Mm -hmm. me know and we can kind of work that out because it is a unique position you wouldn't want just any you know any priest here in the role right um and so you know, after kind of praying about it, it was one of the, like, so discerning it and everything there. Um, it was a really easy discernment, actually, okay. um, for, for a lot of those reasons that you mentioned. Um, but it was pretty much as simple as, you know, I told him, hey, I'm interested. Um, and just he let me sit with it for a couple of weeks, and then, you know, then he told me to do it. <laughs> um, and so, you know, the idea of obedience isn't always just Bishop saying, like, okay, you're going to do this. But, yes. Um, to really have a cooperative sense there was um, was really influential um, and helpful, I think, to me, too. Because, you know, once I got the news that it was going to actually be happening, um, yeah, I was just I was really happy. Yeah. Um, and the students noticed that, too. Like, the day I announced it in class, they just, like, they knew something was up. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know... Yeah, there was an excitement in right. that, you know, and I, and I love that, yeah, that beautiful example, you know, mm-hmm. that we are about integrating our faith into everything we do, you know, so there isn't just the, you're going to do this, you know, kind of thing, but having that discernment with Bishop and allowing the Holy Spirit to work through that of, of who is God calling to fill this position yes. next and yes. being able to have confirmation in that and then you know to see the the joy of that which to me is you know that's a gift of the holy spirit a fruit of that of 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 that movement Mm -hmm. in there you know and i know for you too yeah now it's like you have to go back to school but you have a love of learning but i want to and you want to you know and so um maybe a little bit about how how are your studies going as you begin and how has that been for you of now now you're a student Again, you just flipped back. You were a teacher for a couple of years, and right. now you're back in the classroom as a student again. Yeah. Well, as you said, I really like it. Um, and so I just started classes back this May. Um, so I'm taking, what, six credits this fall or something like that. Um, but it's, it's kind of just natural. Hmm. You know, I, I think I really approached my role as a teacher 
kind of in that light of being a student, um, mm -hmm. you know, there's something to the fact that you always are a student. Mm -hmm. You're always learning. You're always open. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, a little bit of like philosophy for you, but um, Aquinas says that to be a teacher is one of the most unique and powerful things because you have the contemplative life and the active life are basically merged. Mm -hmm. So a teacher, I mean, you can't give what you don't got. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And so a teacher has to be in that position of receiving. They have to be in a position of, you know, not only praying and receiving God's will, um, but of learning, mm -hmm. you know, and receiving all that intellectual knowledge and all of the, you know, the normal human things that we all do, because you can't tell students to do those things if you yourself aren't doing it and receiving it and living it. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, every teacher is in some sense a student mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. and you know transitioning into the role of dean of students obviously it's a pretty big learning curve absolutely you know there's lots of things that you know just kind of come up and you have to figure out how to deal with um, and so i think approaching it from that position of yeah i'm at heart still a student in everything that i do makes that transition to the university of mary and studying and all of those things it makes it a whole lot easier because that's just the lifestyle that we all live. Mm -hmm. You know, formation, education always kind of keeps going. Um, and if it doesn't, then we have, you know, we have some issues. Yeah, we become stagnant, you know, yes. not only in our intellectual life, but in our spiritual life as well, that there has to be that ongoing formation. You know, as you, as you said, it really struck me when you were talking about, you know, being that example for our students. You know, we had Bishop Kagan on last um, segment, he made the point of our young people with the pro-life movement and like they can sniff out something that's inauthentic in about two seconds, yep. right? Um, you, you cannot be phony mm -hmm. with an adolescent. They, they, they know it instantly. And so for, for us to want to instill in them that love of learning uh, of, our, of our faith, of intellectual material and that openness to knowledge, we have to model that for mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. And so I, I think for them to see you and knowing like, okay, in order to do this, I'm going back to school and I am taking this on for the good of our school, for the good of our students is really a beautiful example for them to be aware of like, this isn't just a, oh, check off the box. And I never have to do this again, yeah. but that ongoing process, yeah. you know, which is very uh, inspirational for them. And on the quest to improving, it's, it, and on the quest to self-improvement, you necessarily improve whatever environment you're in, right? If you're, if you're driven by, and, and Father, you, you know, you have to receive that education, you know, but if, if it wasn't mandatory for you to go back to school and have that credential, something in us would say, Father would desire to do that anyway, mm -hmm. even if he didn't have to, because he wants to improve himself and his ability to lead and, and be the best eventual principle that he can be to be the best educator he can be so that that journey of self-improvement whatever it, it is necessarily improves the environment that you're in if it's embraced with the right heart and right. the right mind and yeah. the classes are you know very very practical yes. in terms of like yeah. so i think this year in the fall i'm taking um school organization and leadership right so like okay perfect yeah. you know um yeah. i'm also in uh research and applied statistics you know, so another area that's like for a school to be able to track how you're doing and where to improve, I mean, it's it's incredibly practical. Mm -hmm. um, and so this is another area where Bishop is really good. Um, and actually the field of education is really good. Um, that we in North Dakota have a 
very good system in place um, and very good people in place, not only with the Department of Public Instruction, um, but with the Standards and Practices Board, um, that Bishop has told us as much as, you know, the field of education in the modern sense is a very good one. They're very self-reflective. We have good standards, you know, and we as a Catholic school, I think, could go a lot of different directions in terms of, you know, how much are we going to cooperate and how much are we going to, you know, abide by a lot of these standards. Um, and Bishop was pretty clear, like, you're going to abide by them you know, because these are good standards and because, um, you know, there's so much that's good out there in the modern field of education. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's not just about us kind of going back to our roots and going back to like, you know, a classical format. There's a lot of good to be said for things like that. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, in the gospel, it says that we go into our storehouse and we bring out things that are old and new. Mm -hmm. um, and so to really utilize those things that are going on in the field of education right now is super good for our schools because there's a lot of natural goodness that's going on mm -hmm. in the state and with other schools. Mm -hmm. And so for us to comply by a lot of those standards to, you know, go back and get a master's degree to, to fit into those things um, is one area where it just makes our school a lot better. It does. Absolutely. Yeah. And as, you know, as Catholics, we believe that all that is good and true and beautiful comes from God, right? Because that's the reality and we're drawn to that. So I love that idea of we have these things that are good and true and beautiful in the education system. Um, let's use them, you know, mm -hmm. because they're, they're for the good of our students. They're for the good of our school. And then our, our faith can just enhance that, mm -hmm. uh, of bringing that to a, another level and allowing so many good things and good opportunities to be going on. And I just think, um, we're seeing the fruits of that here at Trinity. You know, you're talking about organization and, you know, uh, best practices, all those things we're thinking about as we start a new school year, particularly for us here at Trinity. Um, as we just saw little four-year-olds in the hall down here, we've got preschoolers in the building because we're growing. We're growing. And I think, you know, because people are drawn to what is good and true and beautiful, like they're drawn to something within our Catholic schools that they might not even know what that is, but they see they've got something that that I want, right? And so now we're building an early childhood center and every class in our, every uh, room in our side of the building is used at least part-time this year, even in our new building. And we, we're seeing that growth, um, which, which is a beautiful thing. And to see what God is doing with that, that faithfulness um, and how we've invested in Catholic education, the Diocese of Bismarck. Mm -hmm. And it's across the board too. Yes. So yes. Catholic schools across the nation. I mean, with the, the pandemic, there were closings and things like that. Um, and, you know, I think a lot of people were looking at education going, well, maybe we can do kind of an online thing or, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. but enrollment at pretty much every Catholic school across the nation is up mm. because of that Praise reality God. that people yeah. are, That's awesome. are looking at what we're offering, you know, yep. and they don't know what they're going to get in public schools. They don't know what kind of values are going to be instilled there. Um, but they see a wholesomeness. With, yes. with what we're presenting to the students. And look at what it, I think of everything that what we're doing, how it speaks to our current student population in the junior high and high school. Like for them to see us building a new school and us having preschool in our building, in some way I think it plants a seed in them of like, of like wow, Catholic schools are really a good thing. And look at mm -hmm. look at all these young families that are choosing this. It's not just my parents who graduated from here or, you know, I'm the youngest in the family, but it's all these people of 
of a similar generation, Yes, you know, and Mm -hmm. I can choose that too. So that whole component of making sure our students are seeing all that goodness too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. Uh, Well, listeners, I hope you will stay with us through the break. We're going to continue our conversation with Father Christian Smith, who is our Dean of Students here at Trinity Junior High and High School and talking about his transition into that new role as we begin a new school year. Don't go away. We will be right back. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. This is Father Anthony Craig from the Diocese of Duluth. Being a priest is a great joy in my life, and I love especially the celebration of Holy Mass, where is the sacrifice of Jesus once again displayed before us that we are informed by it and it changes our life. Over time, the grace of the Lord actually gives us joy. And as a priest, to celebrate that sacrament, the sacrament of the Eucharist for people and to bring God from the altar down to others and to give them the Eucharist is a great joy in my life. And as I distribute communion, I ask the Lord to bless each of the people that come up to receive the host. And I thank God for the great gift of the priesthood, which gradually came to me. It was not all at once, but over time I realized that the Lord was giving me the desire and ability to be a priest and to be a man in Christ, a man of the church, and a man for others. And he eventually showed me that that was the true joy, that where my deep gladness met the world's great need. And that is the essence of a vocation. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with today's Plan Giving Minute. Philanthropy is an expression of your generosity with the understanding that your gift to the church will make a difference. There are many ways in which you can make a gift to further God's work. Most of us are familiar with cash gifts we give regularly to Real Presence Radio. However, another way of contributing is through Plan Giving, which may allow you to give more than you've ever dreamed possible. The goal of plan giving is to help you plan your estate and charitable giving in a way that benefits you, your family, and our mission. There are several ways you can make these plan gifts and enjoy tax and income benefits. For more information, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Well, welcome back, good listeners of Real Presence Radio. We're going to pick it right back up here at Trinity Junior High and High School. We're in the Fisher Commons. It's a beautiful space. We're with Father Christian Smith, our Dean of Students at Trinity Junior High and High School. I'm Kelly Schneider, along with my co-host, Amanda Ellercamp, my lead person. (laughs) Father, we want to pick it right back up because we were having such a good discussion. Um, I'm going to lead in with, what are you most looking forward to? I mean, we're a week in, so so now you're, you know... What I was looking forward to has now changed, maybe, but maybe it's the same. What most excited you when you knew that you were going to take on the Dean of Students role? I think graduation is going to have a different kind of Mm. meaning. Um, 
Because, I mean, as a chaplain, obviously, you get to know the kids on a really deep level. I mean, I was teaching juniors and seniors last year, um, but now I kind of have a wider scope. And so seeing 7th and 8th graders, you know, seeing them grow in other areas of their life than just the spiritual and the, you know, and in my classroom, um, I mean, graduation is always meaningful, but, you know, we're we're really striving towards that point where we can, you know, kind of send our kids out into the world. Uh, hopefully, you know, as any good school has the, the end goal of making our kids into saints um, and making them, you know, giving them the intellectual apparatus that they need to, to do that. Um, yeah. I just think it's going to be a really touching moment. Um, mm-hmm. We do this thing here at Trinity um, where the students give roses to their parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, that's always a point that kind of just, I start breaking down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think that's going to be a really, really powerful moment. I mean, a ways out this year, mm-hmm. um, but especially those students that I did have junior year in the classroom, you know, to see, to see them now as seniors and then to see them, you know, kind of graduating and having given them everything that Trinity can give them now that they're on their own and, out there in the real world and in some sense at that point we kind of become equals like we're all adults then trying to figure this yes, thing out yeah. Yeah. Um, and so yeah i'm just really excited to see that growth uh, amongst those students mm-hmm. i love that idea because i was thinking of like launching them off you yep. know like we we've we've equipped them the best we know how we've given them what we can and then launching them off and then seeing where they go you know one of my favorite things as a uh as a former teacher is when i have students come back to pop in like Uh you said they're you know equals i just had that that honor this week of a privilege of a kiddo pop their head in and seeing where they were at and what they're doing and um being able to visit with them and and see where they've gone beyond our walls is always um really fulfilling and exciting to see so yeah i love that idea and you know you touched on this father of its your perspective is a little bit different as you know as chaplain yes you're here to su- serve all of our students but you have a lot of contact with our juniors and seniors as their instructor and with our assistant chaplains but now as the dean of students you have kind of that wider scope you know and being able to see them transitioning and and moving on so just in these first this first week i guess that we've had of school though you took over the role july 1st how has that transition been to be um from from chaplain to dean of students so you no longer have your little office upstairs across from me but now you're in the administrative wing um behind the the watchful eye of mrs turtle Mm -hmm. (laughs) helping you you know in in just that interaction with students i'm curious of what that experience has been like for you this first week it's been good um, mostly because the school has such a good culture already Mm -hmm. and because we have a lot of good people in place already so like mrs turtle you know if i didn't have her as the secretary if i didn't have you know tina johnson um deanne sheeler and mission advancement right all of these people i think my life would have been a lot harder mm-hmm. um but because they're so competent you know they were able to kind of walk me through things that i needed to know mm-hmm. and make sure that you know if i did drop something or whatever that the school kept running <laughs> um so yeah i think the transition has gone fairly well because of that i mean it's one of those things as a principal, you never know what's going to come up. Um, and so just kind of taking things day at a time. But, um, but yeah, with the students, one thing I feel is that I'm a lot more integrated 
into the community, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, that I'm getting to see a lot more of students, you know, not just the bad of like, you know, disciplinary measures and whatever, um, but a lot of the day-to-day life, you know, because I don't have mm-hmm. to, you know, work on material for teaching because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I don't have, um, you know, a lot of these things that are kind of standing things for the chaplain, I'm able to, yeah, just to integrate and be with the students a lot more in a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and two, you know, that's, I think there's a lot of positives there um, that I get to kind of celebrate some, you know, intellectual achievements, things like, you know, the football team doing well and things like that. Um, but even too, on the negative side, you know, and this is another area where when people ask, well, why is a priest a principal? Mm-hmm. I think disciplining a student as a priest has a completely different tone, mm-hmm. you know, than than somebody else doing it. And that's not to say that it's better, um, but, you know, imagine if you can come at that with a pastor's heart. Mm-hmm. If you can come at that with this understanding of, yeah, this guy who is yelling at me right now, I mean, not that I would ever yell at a student, <laughs> of course, but this, this priest who's disciplining me, right, mm-hmm. is going to obviously have my best interest at heart, you know, and he's going to have a completely different view as to, yes. you know, what the formation of the student is. Yes. Um, and so, I mean, that can go haywire if it's done wrong, mm-hmm. right? Because all of a sudden you have a priest who is the bad guy, sure. which is kind of, you know, inherently contradictory to yeah, what the priesthood is. Unfortunate, yeah. Um, but, you know, it's a big time aspect of our theology of the priesthood and really of the sacraments in general that, you know, we are, in our baptism, we're configured to Christ as priest, prophet, and king. Um, and so, you know, for, for the priests especially, it's the offices of teaching, governing, and sanctifying. Um, we get into trouble when all of a sudden priests are just doing things like, well, all I do is sacraments. No, that's not the way the church has ever envisioned the priesthood. It's super important, yep. you know, and obviously the sacraments are our road to God. Yes. Um, but we really do have an office. We have, you know, certain charisms and governing um, is one of those aspects that, um, you know, there's a real fatherhood that's there. And so on that note, that's just one way that we live out the priesthood in a very specific way. Mm-hmm. I think you're thinking the same thing I am, Amanda. What he's saying is so beautiful in that when you bring a student in, Father, to provide some level of discipline in some way, whether it's tucking in your shirt, wearing a belt, don't send that Snapchat because it's inappropriate. What you're getting at is not the you disobeyed a policy it's the yes you disobeyed this policy this is why this policy exists for your deeper good so so what you're getting at with them Mm -hmm. is no there's a reason why we want this in you it's because we want you to be the best that you can be it's not always about that you broke a policy and the rules mean everything it's that the policies exist for a deeper reason that's ultimately for your good which that's that's fatherhood you know as you mentioned earlier our our goal is sainthood right yes. and we we want yes. to try and help our students on that path and so i think it is really a, a beautiful thing of um when there is correction to be made mm-hmm. that is as you said kelly it's because of our love for that student yep. right because of the charitable because we love you and because we care about you and we want what's best for you we want to help 
redirect you. We want to help guide you in that. And I, I do think that there is something really um, powerful and profound about that. And a lot of beauty can come out of that. Right. Mm-hmm. Catholic morality throughout history hasn't been, these are the rules and they exist to make you suffer. Yes. But exactly. it's actually a very positive thing. You are working towards happiness. You are working towards human flourishing. Um, and so, you know, my disciplining of students, yeah, has a very different aspect because I have that in mind, mm-hmm. you know, and I think having taught morality to the juniors for two years, you know, that's one area where I think there's a trajectory there of like, that's something that, you know, being able to teach that I think instills that even more in me and makes me mm. more ready to be able to do some of these things. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I would hope, and I think that I'm right in saying this, that because you aren't new to our building or our community, as you said, and a lot of the students know you, I think those corrections and things you might have to say that they might not like on the outset falls differently mm-hmm. because they know that you mm-hmm. care about them mm-hmm. as, as, a, as a pastor, as their spiritual father. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really um, beautiful. Uh, as we're wrapping up and heading into our hard break here, listeners, um, Father Smith, any advice for students as we begin this, this school year or for teachers, parents, all those uh, entities that you're going to work into? I know. I only have two minutes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think nugget for each population sector. Yeah. Do you, right. have, do you have any uh, words of wisdom as we well, sign off? Yeah, yeah. Let me say something I think that applies to all those groups, um, but in a particular way to students. That, And I said this at our professional development day, but it's, it's all, in my view, about two things. It's about wonder and it's about self-discipline. Mm-hmm. Um, That's powerful. That, you know, and, and I got this from... Um, from a book I'm reading, but it's basically Plato and Aristotle, right? That the ideas that the works of Plato kind of sing and bring us out of ourselves in a sense of wonder, but the works of Aristotle need some discipline to to be understood. Mm -hmm. And so for everything that we do and all of our learning, you know, we need something to pull us out of ourselves. We need something that makes us say, wow, you know, to really enjoy learning. Um, But sometimes we also need something that gets us through the slog. You know, something that uh, keeps us going, yes. something that, that we're able to give to ourselves. And that's that self-discipline. Mm-hmm. With those two things, you can go really far. I love that. Thank you so much, Father Smith, for being with us. Listeners, don't go away. We'll be right back with more programming right after this.